Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Her embattled 911 call center director in Southeast D.C., I'm John Doman. How do you prove whether a driver may be high on marijuana? Lawmakers are looking into it. I'm Nick Ainelli. Dow closed down 17 points. It's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. The latest jobs report is good news and bad news. The economy gained 263,000 jobs in November, according to the Labor Department, well above estimates. It's good news for the economy, but the report isn't very Fed-friendly, with the jobless rate staying steady at 3.7% and hourly earnings rising more than expected from the prior month. While the central bank is expecting higher unemployment as it hikes interest rates in an attempt to cool off the economy and inflation, Wall Street is expecting the Fed to raise its benchmark rate by a half percentage point at its meeting this month after four straight 75 basis point hikes. That's CBS's Jason Brooks. President Biden has signed a bill that prevents a rail strike and prevents an economic catastrophe. But he says he knows it's not everything the unions wanted. I know this bill doesn't have paid sick leave that these rail workers and, frankly, every worker in America deserves. But that fight isn't over. Workers did get pay raises and more flexibility for doctor's appointments. The Georgia Senate candidates are pulling out all the stops before Tuesday's runoff election. Incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock campaigned with former President Obama. Republican rival Herschel Walker also campaigned with a political heavyweight. CBS's Nicole Killian is in Roswell, Georgia. The GOP nominee held a competing rally with South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham after casting his own ballot. I just voted. Can you see? The former football star also pushed supporters to get to the polls as he fights new allegations. A former girlfriend told the Daily Beast Walker is unstable. And records show he took a tax break in Texas intended for primary residences while running in Georgia. Democrats have voted to remove Iowa as the leadoff state on the presidential nominating calendar and replace it with South Carolina starting in 2024. President Biden agrees. In a letter to the party's Rules and Bylaws Committee, the president made clear he wants South Carolina to be the first contest before primaries in Nevada and New Hampshire. South Carolina's mostly black Democratic electorate put Mr. Biden on a path to becoming the party's nominee in 2020. In Nevada, where the Democratic voting bloc is largely Hispanic, officials say they strongly disagree with the president's recommendation and vow to hold their new primary on the first Tuesday in February. That's CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Prosecutors have resumed their closing arguments in the Trump Organization's criminal tax fraud trial, promising to share previously unrevealed details about Donald Trump's knowledge of a tax dodge scheme hatched by one of his top executives. The case is the only trial to arise from a three-year investigation. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance. So you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Good afternoon, everybody. It is 4.03. Thanks so much for being with us on this Friday. Yay, December the 2nd, 50 degrees. I'm Hillary Howard. And I'm Sean Anderson. Top local story this hour is breaking news. A jury in Montgomery County has found FBI agent Eduardo Valdivia not guilty of attempted murder and other charges. He was accused of shooting another passenger twice 
inside a red line train near the medical center station in Bethesda back in December of 2020. The victim survived. Metro Transit police say the agent fired multiple shots after the man had approached him that morning, and they exchanged words. WTOP's Kate Ryan is covering the story. She'll have much more for you later this afternoon. WTOP News Time 404. If you call 911 in the district, how confident are you that you'll get the help you need when you need it? Members of the D.C. Council are apparently not too confident after a series of calls over the years, botched ones. But the mayor is trying to prop up her nominee to run the 911 call center ahead of a vote next week. WTOP's John Doman looks at the friction between Muriel Bowser and the council. The treatment of Karima Holmes is not right. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is trying to save the nomination of Karima Holmes, who ran the Office of Unified Communications once before. OUC has drawn lots of criticism for repeated failures by dispatchers to get emergency response on time and to the right address. In one case this summer, a newborn baby that had stopped breathing died when paramedics were sent to the wrong address. Holmes has been the interim director for months and says the Criticism directed at her is unfair. I am actually asked across this country to help other 911 directors run their center. And it's absolutely embarrassing that in my own hometown that that is not seen. The appointment did not have support when it came to the council. The full council will take up her nomination and council chair Phil Mendelson says he expects it to fail. I'm a little surprised that the mayor has decided to dig in on this. In Southeast D.C., John Dome in WTOP News. Breathalyzers can tell if if you're driving drunk, but there's no exacting way to tell if you're driving high. Well, some local lawmakers want that change. Right now, driving under the influence of marijuana is very difficult to detect. Virginia State Senator Scott Serval says lawmakers will be talking about it when their legislative session starts next month in Richmond. One possibility is to implement some kind of roadside saliva test. When you start taking fluids out of a person's body, the constitutional and legal restrictions on that go up significantly. That's why Serval thinks passing a bill calling for that likely won't happen just yet. What we intend to do is to pass some legislation to allow us to gather better data to find out exactly what's going on in the street. He says he was alarmed by polling showing that 30% of Virginians believe it's okay to drive after smoking marijuana. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. When you fly from certain U.S. airports, the TSA is now scanning your face, and it's happening here at Reagan National. The Washington Post reports the agency has been quietly analyzing passengers with facial recognition technology at 16 major airports. It's an issue in San Francisco where the city bans the practice, but the TSA defends it, saying the technology improves security. Yeah, it's a day of, ex- of excitement tomorrow <laughs> as Team USA battles it out against the Netherlands in the World Cup. If they win that match, they'll pass on to the World Cup quarterfinals. It would be the first time for the Americans since 2002. Their last match against Iran ended with a W, one that sent Christian Pulisic to the hospital after he scored the winning goal. So will we see him on the pitch to take on the Dutch? WTOP Senior Sports Director Dave Johnson joined us earlier. He says it'll be hard for that star not to play. Every indication is that he's going to take the pitch, take the field, take the grass, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Think about the way he scored that goal. I mean, that's a goal that is a truly American grit and determination goal. Their World Cup was on the line, and he put his body literally on the line and ended up with a trip to the hospital. So I think they're going to have to put a seatbelt on him tomorrow. 
but he's been clear to play. The seatbelt on him if they were going to try to leave him out of the game. Uh, the match begins at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Coming up after traffic and weather for decades, the Iowa caucuses have led off the presidential primary and caucus schedule. But Democrats just voted to move another state to the top spot. We'll talk about it with Washington Week's Yamichelle Sindor. It's 407. Washington is making it more expensive for American businesses of all sizes to invest in research and development. Left unchanged, it will be more difficult for America to compete with China, create good-paying jobs, and develop new cutting-edge technologies here at home. With the economy facing a downturn, we cannot afford to put our businesses and workers at greater risk. It's time for Congress to reinstate nearly 70 years of bipartisan pro-innovation policy. Fix R&D expensing. Paid for by Business Roundtable. WTOP at 408. Michael and Sons heating tune up for only $69. Michael and Son. We've got traffic and weather on the 8th, and when it breaks, Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Akakik, Maryland, caller describing a crash on Route 210 that resulted in a traffic signal cabinet getting nailed and knocking the signals. Offline, dark, and southbound on 210 with very slow traffic leading down to the intersection where it happened at 228 and crews not allowing that triple left turn to happen onto 228 toward Waldorf. Everyone must proceed southbound on 210 in a column of twos, and that is a very busy left turn being three lanes. Northbound traffic gets by on 210 without delay. 214 eastbound from Kettering toward 193. It is an emergency work zone and only one left lane is getting by eastbound on Central Avenue. They did finally pick up the work zone on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway at 410 Riverdale Road. The southbound lanes are open, but traffic remains slow through Greenbelt. It's pretty slow northbound on 95 now between 175 and 100 Elkridge. There's likely something tying up a lane on the interstate northbound. 50 at the Bay Bridge, eastbound good, westbound a little heavy through Stevensville with two traffic on the westbound span of the bridge on a Friday afternoon. On the Beltway, the big bridges, it is all systems normal, heavy traffic, but without any impediments toward the Legion and Wilson. In Tyson's, Virginia, on the outer loop near 123, had one stall out in the second lane from the right. 66, not bad. Heavy westbound through Centerville and eastbound toward Boston, 395-95. Slowdowns in separate stretches between Washington and the Stafford exits, but remaining without incident. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit FitzMall.com. Transparency you can trust. Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. All right, let's head on over to Storm Team 4. Get that weekend forecast now with Mike Stenniford. Could it be a really nice day across the region? Lots of sunshine, a few high clouds. The winds will be much lighter than yesterday. Look for highs in the upper 40s to lower 50s. The nice weather will not last, though. Skies will cloud up tonight. We'll see some rain after midnight, and overnight lows will be in the low to mid-40s. A good soaking rain Saturday morning. They'll taper off to showers by Saturday afternoon. It'll be windy and mild. Highs will be in the upper 50s to lower 60s. Front comes through Saturday night. Sunday, we'll see a mixture of cloud cover and sunshine. It'll be breezy at times in the morning hours. It'll be colder. Highs from 45 to 50. Skies will cloud up on Monday. There'll be a chance of a shower by late in the day. Good deal cloud cover on Tuesday with a risk of a shower. And highs will be in the middle 50s. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stinniford. And right now we have partly sunny skies, 47 in Gaithersburg, 50 degrees in Arlington. Hello, Lanham, you're at 48 degrees, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 411 on WTOP. 
We have some breaking news on campaign 2024. The Democratic Party has just voted to make South Carolina and not Iowa the leadoff presidential nominating state. Georgia and Michigan have also been added to the first five. Joining us live on Skype, Yamish Alcindor, moderator of Washington Week. Yamish, great to have you back with us. Hi, this is it's so great to be with you. So this is, depending on who you are and what state you live in, a good news, bad news story, right? Certainly. Well, you had, of course, the president, President Biden, saying that he wanted to see South Carolina be the first and then see New Hampshire and Nevada come after that. This really, in some ways, does reflect what I've sensed in the Democratic Party is a push for wanting to have more diverse states, more states that lean blue in the general election, um, be the states where people are paying attention to. Because, of course, in the primaries, you spend a lot of money in these states. Of course, it didn't help Iowa that there was a debacle with the new app um, that made the caucuses not go in the way that that most would have hoped they went. There was a lot of confusion and the results were not clear for some time. So that also did not work in the favor of Iowa. I've also been to Iowa where there are a lot of Iowa Democrats who are frankly very disappointed in this decision. You have New Hampshire that's saying they have a state law um, saying that they have to continue to be um, the, the the primary presidential campaign needs to be um, seven days before any sort of similar nominating event. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. But it really just shows you, I think, the changing um, priorities for the Democratic Party here. Now, talking about changes in the Democratic Party, we had the big change in leadership this week in the House with New York Congressman Hakeem Jeffries uh, trying what some say is really impossible to fill the shoes of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Your view of uh, what happened this week with uh, Jeffries taking over? Well, this, of course, is a historic change for Democrats. Um, Hakeem Jeffries becoming the first black person to ever become the leader of congressional Democrats in the House. And, of course, you also have Catherine Clark and Peak Aguilar um, coming in as the number two and three in the party. And Jim Clyburn holding on after an, a, a challenge um, to remain in leadership. I think this really shows that this is a new Democratic Party. I don't know that it's going to be any more progressive because Nancy Pelosi was seen as pretty progressive. But I think what you have is just a bench of Democratic lawmakers who are eager to see new faces and to be able to be promoted. I think it'll be very interesting to see sort of the role that Nancy Pelosi plays as her party voted to make her speaker emeritus, which is a, which is still an honorary title, but still some some know that, of course, after decades and decades of helping the Democrats fundraise in record numbers and also with votes like really no other House speaker in modern history, that her guidance is going to be something that I think is going to be part of the factor of this new Democratic leadership. And of course, of course Hakeem Jeffries being very clear that he looks up to not Nancy Pelosi. And I think one other thing I'll note is that this there's a little drama this week with Jim Clyburn possibly being challenged and then that 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 being taken away and that and that other lawmakers stepping down. But I think the idea that you see Democrats have this generational change with very little drama, it was sort of like we know who's gonna come next. It shows you also the sort of planning that Nancy Pelosi and others were were doing as she was getting ready to wind down her time. Awesome, Yamish. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, Michelle Sindor, moderator of Washington Week tonight at 8 on TV 26. We now know who's in the round of 16 in the World Cup. That's next. It's 414. The following is a paid commercial message. Friends of Keith Yu urgently request that you stop his unjust extradition. The extradition request is made in bad faith by the South Korean government. The U.S. State Department has the power to help Keith by refusing this extradition request. 
The apprehension of Keith is a political move by the South Korean government. Blaming Keith and his entire family for the sinking of the Sewol Ferry has been an attempt to cover up their own duplicity in the tragedy. The South Korean government has a long history of human rights violations and connections to military dictatorships. Keith is an honest and contributing resident of the United States. If he is extradited to South Korea, he will not receive a fair trial. Join over 15,000 people who have signed the petition to stop the unjust extradition of Keith by visiting change.org slash stop the extradition. That's change.org slash stop the extradition. Please contact your congressional representatives and the U.S. State Department. Help stop the extradition of Keith. Paid for by Friends of Keith Hugh. On WTOP, let's find out what happened today on Wall Street. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. By the close, the Dow is up 35 points. Another local IPO. I'm Jeff Glable. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's all soccer all the time. That's the way it seems, Dave. Quarter kicks on the sevens. World Cup soccer group play. No, we promise. Group play is complete. <laughs> Switzerland punches its ticket to the knockout stage with a 3-2 win over Serbia. Brazil also advancing from Group G despite its one nothing loss to Cameroon. Portugal, South Korea advancing to the knockout stage earlier. Team USA captain Christian Pulisic has been medically cleared for tomorrow's matchup with the Netherlands. That is a 10 a.m. kickoff tomorrow. NFL commanders, after spending the early part of the season in the NFC basement, can actually leapfrog the New York Giants with two games against their division foes over the next three weeks. For more about Sunday's matchup, go to WTOP.com for the D.C. Sports Huddle. Men's College Hoops, 22nd-ranked Maryland, plays Illinois tonight at 9. Women's basketball, Georgetown falls to number 24, Connecticut, or Marquette. By the score of 78 to 57, NBA Wizards play Charlotte tonight at 7 on 1500 AM. Dave Preston, WTOP Sports. All right, Dave, thanks. 417, a man is in the hospital with critical injuries after he was shocked on top of an Amtrak train at Union Station early today. D.C. Fire and EMS says the man came into contact with a massive electrical shock while walking on the roof of the train car. Spokesman Vito Maggiolo tells WTOP there's no reason to believe the man was an employee of the station or the train service. It's unclear why he was on top of the train and how he got up there. Now, it took about an hour and a half for the man to be rescued because power had to be turned off. The Amtrak Police Department is investigating. Now to the top stories we're working at WTOP. An FBI agent is found not guilty in a December 2020 shooting on a Metro Line train. Will Karima Holmes once again be D.C.'s 911 director? The mayor promised to fight for her interim boss today, but some council members won't get on board because of recurring response problems. Keep it here on WTOP for full details in the minutes ahead. WTOP at 418. Time for traffic and weather on the 8th. Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. little flavor of summer traffic in early winter at the Bay Bridge. Westbound traffic is slow through Stevensville. Two-way operations on the westbound span of the Bay Bridge. This is all volume. Westbound on 50. Eastbound traffic, you're making good time out of Annapolis on 50, heading for the shore. Not so eastbound on 214 Central Avenue out of Kettering toward 193. Only one left lane is getting by a rush hour work zone. They did pick up the work zone on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Southbound lanes are open toward 410. Still slow leaving Greenbelt there, but the lanes are open. It is an emergency work zone in Akakik on 210. Southbound at 228, someone crashed into the traffic signal control cabinet and knocked the signals offline. 
Southbound traffic on 210 is slow, and you can't take the triple left turn onto 228 Barry Road toward Waldorf. All traffic has to continue southbound on 210. On the Beltway through Maryland and Virginia, volume delays are uh, more or less average. 270 northbound, not so bad. Heavy in Gaithersburg, brief delay in Clarksburg. 95 northbound, slow. 32 toward 100. Had a lane block there. No specifics, though. In Virginia, Annandale. Near Bradlick Shopping Center, a crash on Backlick Road at Braddock Road, affecting northbound traffic more so than southbound. But east and westbound traffic on Braddock Road is also slow and under poli- police direction. 95 and 395, just volume delays. And Dino's Alive, as real as it gets, now open at Bryant Street next to Van Gogh. Come face-to-face with more than 80 life-size dinosaurs. It's a hand- hands-on, interact- interactive experience you'll never forget. Get your tickets now at dinosalivexhibit.com. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Chad Merrill, will it be just a little more mild tonight than uh, overnight yesterday? Yes, Hillary. Temperatures are not going to fall as fast as they did last night. As a matter of fact, right now we're in the upper 40s. We'll drop another 3 or 4 degrees. That's it by tomorrow morning, and we'll have increasing amounts of uh, cloud cover. Now, we will wake up to a couple of sprinkles and then a couple of showers between about 8 a.m. and noon on Saturday. Only looking for about a quarter of an inch of rain. Temperatures tomorrow actually be pretty mild. We'll be in the low 60s. But then Sunday, we're back in the 40s with sunshine. Monday, sunshine, upper 40s, and then some light rain or drizzle on Tuesday with highs in the low 50s. We are 50 degrees at Dallas International and Reagan National Airport. A little bit cooler at BWI Marshall right now at 48 degrees. All right. Thanks so much, Chad. It's all brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Visit newlookhomedesign.com. It's 421. At T-Mobile, we believe people deserve more without paying more. Get four iPhone 14s with their amazing cameras on us and four lines for 25 bucks a line. Wow, it's like expecting a Christmas caroler. Deck the hall with boughs of holly. Forgetting a whole choir. Deck the hall with boughs of holly. With an epic horn section, too. It's so cool. I'm capturing it all with the amazing camera on my new iPhone 14. Plus, T-Mobile has price lock guarantee, unlike the other big guys. We guarantee we won't raise the price of your rate plan for talk, text, or data. So what are you waiting for? Switch to T-Mobile and get four iPhone 14s on us with eligible trade-ins and four lines for $25 a line. Get used to getting even more from T-Mobile. With 24 monthly bill credits and auto pay plus taxes and fees for well-qualified customers with four-line minimum. If you cancel service before 24 credits, credit stop and balance on a required finance agreement for all devices is due. Price lock for rate plan price of current on-network service for eligible lines. Excludes taxes, fees, promos, and third-party services. See T-Mobile.com for details. Now the small business buzz packaged by the UPS store. Many people who start their own business do so with intent of growing it and selling it. Rising borrowing costs are starting to put the brakes on buyers, though. After five consecutive quarters, the number of small business sales fell last quarter. The biggest decline in sales was sales of small retail stores. The selling price for small businesses was down 14%. Still, the median selling price for a small business last quarter was almost $300,000. I'm Jeff Clayball. At the UPS store, we have everything to help small business owners be unstoppable. So if you need printing, we'll be the printing store. I need help printing brochures. My at-home printer became self-aware. Of course. The UPS store can print. Wait, you said self-aware? Yeah. One day it was saying it was low on ink, and the next it was saying it wanted to rule the world. Weird. Well, whatever you need, we've got you covered. The UPS store can help small business owners be unstoppable with our printing services. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. 
This is WTOP News. It's 423. DNA evidence is once again helping police and their and families. This time it's happening in Fairfax County where a cold case victim has been identified after almost 30 years. The woman's body was found with stab wounds in Centerville in 1993. Her name unknown until now. Sharon K. Abbott Lane. So this case always stumped detectives. Major Ed O'Carroll oversees Fairfax County's major crimes, cyber, and forensics bureau. 29 years ago this week, her remains were discovered by some construction workers. Sharon was identified last month using DNA testing and genome sequencing, as well as the help from family. She was last seen in 1987. Her late father received an anonymous call about four years later that his daughter was dead. O'Carroll hopes anyone who may have known Lane or what happened will come forward. She died too young, too soon, and uh, there's a killer unaccounted for. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. The Pentagon is getting ready to unveil a new stealth bomber tonight. It's the first in more than 30 years. It's a B-21 Raider. Right now, there are six in production. Eventually, the Air Force wants to have a fleet of 100. The aircraft can deploy nuclear or conventional weapons with or without a human crew. The bomber is part of the Pentagon's answer to rising concerns over a future conflict with China. You can watch the unveiling of the new aircraft at 8 o'clock tonight on WTOP.com. Dozens of studies have shown how the pandemic has impacted the mental health of young people. Well, now there's evidence it is literally changing their brains. Anxiety, stress, and depression aged teenage brains far faster during the pandemic. That's according to Stanford University researchers. They compared MRI scans taken of teenagers 15 to 18 before the pandemic to scans of the same age group taken during the pandemic. CBS News correspondent Jim Crisula says the MRIs showed teenagers' brains looked about three years older during the pandemic than they did before. Far-right talk show host Alex Jones has filed for bankruptcy protection in Texas. It comes as he faces about $1.5 billion in court judgments over conspiracy theories that he'd spread about the 2012 Sandy Hook school massacre in Connecticut. He's listed $1 to $10 billion in liabilities in his filing. You'll remember in October, a Connecticut jury sided with the families of the victims who sued Jones and won nearly $1 billion. He's been laughing off the awards at his InfoWars show, claiming he has less than $2 million to his name. Money news at 25 and 55 after the hour. Hello, Jeff Claybaugh. Hello, Hillary Howard. What a turnaround. The Dow plunged more than 400 points in morning trading by the closing bell. It was up 35. The S&P 500 index finished the day down, although just five points. The Nasdaq down 21 for the week. The Nasdaq gained 2%. The unemployment rate was unchanged in November, 3.7%. 263,000 jobs were gained. That was more than expected, keeping pressure on the Fed. Tucked into that Labor Department report each month is the labor participation rate, and it fell for the third straight month, showing more Americans are leaving the workforce. The participation rate remains well below pre-pandemic levels. Another D.C. area company is going public. McLean-based C-Curion provides cybersecurity to government contractors. C. Curian plans to triple in size in the next year. It would be the second local cybersecurity company to go public. Arlington-based Leonardo DRS hit the Nasdaq on Tuesday. Jeff Clayball. 
WTOP News. Money News brought to you by the new 66 Express Lanes. Get ready to sit less and live more. The 66 Express Lanes are now open between I-495 and Route 29 in Gainesville. See toll rates and payment methods, plan your trip and more at Ride66Express.com. Up ahead on WTOP, some breaking news in the case of an FBI agent who shot someone on a Metro Red Line train a couple of years back.